0: Welcome to the Neil Garfield Show, a presentation sponsored by the Living Lies blog, GTC Honors, LendingLies.com, and the Garfield Firm, servicing all 50 states and 24 countries with news and analysis about the largest economic crime in human history. This program is for general information only and should not be used as a substitute for legal advice or consultation with a licensed professional. This show is not intended as a solicitation for the engagement of any services. And now sitting in for Neil this week, it's your host, Charles Marshall. Hello, everyone. It is May 6, 2021.
1: And as is often the case, and I always appreciate this, I am joined today by Bill Padalo. Welcome, Bill. Hi, Charles, good to be back. Uh so what Bill and I are going to be talking about today is this uh Black Knight situation. I kind of look at it uh through that lens. These are the payment processing platforms that the Wall Street banks are using to – I wouldn't use the word launder money. Uh, One might use that term. I'm not using that term. Uh, But it does involve uh, what I have often called on this show the contrived complexity of the securitized home mortgage industry. And Neil himself has pointed out that this is confounding attorneys, judges, homeowners, regulators, and legislators. At the end of the day, there's no more contrived to get to this great complexity than what they're doing here. And that is the Wall Street banks are essentially um, using accounting tricks And the intermediaries uh, often uh, of um, Black Knight and CoreLogic are two of the big ones. And we've seen those time and time again. And essentially, a lot of this through Chase, for example, goes through IBM lender processing services. So the way you look at this, that matches up with the reality is that because all of these literally thousands of loans are bundled into some uh, securitization instruments which are literally holding hundreds of millions of dollars of loans uh, and in a number of cases, rather than depending on the individual servicers that are associated with each individual loan, the regular servicer, like NationStar, for example, that the borrower thinks they're making a payment to, and they send a check oftentimes to a P.O. box. And typically it will be in the name of the servicer. In reality, it's going into a kind of – Lockbox scenario controlled by these big payment processing uh, centers, you might even call them. There are corporate, they are corporate entities and two of the big ones are Black Knight and CoreLogic. So they disappear into the mall of these huge payment accounting processing uh, systems, corporate uh, entities. And once that happens, the accounting for the loan becomes very squirrely. Uh, It's essentially unavailable from a legal point of view. And what Bill is going to be talking about today, and I will be addressing this as well, is how we can use discovery, this discovery process. And remember, discovery is a legal tool, typically certainly in the conventional sense it can only be used when you have an ongoing lawsuit. So this would apply. For the listeners here, whenever there is a judicial foreclosure in a state like Florida or New York where you're you're the homeowner and you're facing this judicial foreclosure where you're being sued. And as much as it's a long process a process the end of which will result in you losing your home unless you can derail the fact uh, pattern that is being presented to the judge and one of the compelling ways to do that is through a discovery process and of course that applies in non-judicial foreclosure cases as well where you can use the discovery process to expose the fact that your local servicer, your your supposed servicer where you send your money, they really don't have proper accounting often in these securitized uh, loan scenarios. I'm not going to say they never have them. Uh, that would be, again, uh, arguably making a statement too far. Nevertheless, they often don't have them. And this is the kind of thing that Bill deals with as well as myself on a day-to-day basis in his work. So this does explain uh, why servicers so often during litigation, they can't provide cohesive or credible payment histories. They can't show they have real employees responsible for the chain of custody within the servicer of payments. So, I think the bottom line for particularly the homeowners in our audience is that you can use the discovery process. Litigants can use the discovery process to force the exclusion of evidence presented by the banks and their foe servicers. And the reason you can do this is not least... You will be taking away when this is done right the business records exception. That's a big deal. The business records exception to the hearsay rule is used by the institutional lenders and servicers in these cases, and it's used all the time to get around the fact they don't have a proper paper trail, they don't have proper documentation, they can't really show that they have uh, an actual. Uh, proper loan-directed document that proves they have the right to collect on the loan. So um, when you can expose this, you have the potential scenario where the only evidence to be presented from the other side is hearsay. And when you have that, if you have a proper judge, which for something like hearsay, you will have a proper judge typically. I mean, hearsay is... It is or it is not. Uh, We could do, you know, multiple shows just on hearsay and the rule itself alone. We've talked about this important legal principle on this show hundreds of times. And what it comes down to for purposes of today's show is that, yes, there are dozens of exceptions to the hearsay rule. That is why a lot of evidence gets introduced, because it meets one of the exceptions, and the biggest exception used by the institutional lenders and servicers to get their faux evidence about having the right to foreclose, the way they do that typically is they use the business records exception. Uh, so, Bill, why don't you just jump in and, uh, you know, tell the audience your experience. I know, I know you, uh, you've had a lot of cases where you've seen this Uh and I also realize you're not necessarily in a in a position to talk about details on certain cases, but why don't you just let the uh, the audience uh, be the beneficiary of your your deep well of knowledge in this area? All right, be
2: glad to. Thank you. Um, well, it, again, it's good discovery that uh, allows us to uh, chip away at this scheme for years and years. And uh, and it's becoming more clear and evident uh, based on uh, actual testimony now coming out in a couple of recent depositions of some of the larger um, so-called servicers. And I'm going to say, I'm going to call it what these servicers really are: is they are false fronts. All right? They are basically um, providing witnesses to come in with uh, screenshots or payment history information, whatever the data is that they're presenting and testifying to, as though that data is uh, their own business record. And of course, they're getting away with the business record exception. The reality of it is, and the little quick twist to the scheme here, is that virtually, uh, and the testimony is, is that virtually all servicers, um, i can not going to say 100%, but the vast majority uh, of all the major players that, you know, I come into contact with, you know, and I'm List them all out, but they use what's called the MSP servicing platform, and and the trick is is that it it seems or it would appear on the surface that that system is a licensed software program, right? That that it allows the individual servicers to use that software program to enter data and to conduct their servicing business practices, but that's not, that's not at all what it is. What the MSP system is, it's, it's a proprietary program, it's a data collection uh, repository essentially, uh, that's owned by LPS Black Knight. And Black Knight boasts um, on its website that it has access to 99.9% of all U.S. homeowners Uh, loan data from the point of origination all the way to the point of uh, default uh, servicing, so on and so forth, to the whole entire life cycle. But what what the servicer, so to speak, what these false front entities are doing, and many of them are set up by the – are owned by the hedge funds or whomever, is that they set up an interface um, in their computer system to basically communicate with the MSP system so that all the information and data that they're gathering is coming from this third-party uh, source. It's not their own business records. Okay, um, it's, They're outsourcing it. Every single thing that pretty much goes on in the so-called servicing of the loan when they come in and testify is an outsourced uh, activity and they're simply gathering that data and communicating with MSP where all the data goes into the central repository and then they interface their own uh, software to communicate and extract that information from MSP and basically convert it. Uh, not necessarily change it, but convert it into their own stylistic or whatever you want to call it uh, type look so that when they present it into court, they say this is, uh, you know, uh, data that was entered into the reg- uh, as a part of our regular course of our business practice or SPS as nation says, remember, this is uh, one of our business records, okay, but it's really not. That's not where it's coming from. And this is the big reason why when you really drill down, and we just had a – fantastic uh, uh, deposition uh, that exposed where the the SPS uh, witness just really went into great detail um, as to the fact that um, all the data that uh, SPS relies upon and all the data that they, they get, they have to outsource it from MSP. And, of course, MSP... Uh, where do they get their data? Who enters the data for MSP and Black Knight? Well, that's just purchased and bought and collected over the years from all kinds of numerous unknown sources. So you get all these layers and layers and layers of, uh, you know, hearsay defenses to say, listen, um, not only is it coming from third parties and there's no one who can attest or speak to who put that information in the system. So uh, I'm sure, Charles, you've seen this a million times. When all the servicing tricks that they transfer and bounce the servicing around, uh, the servicers will say, well, on our boarding process, uh, we took this loan and we verified from the prior servicer that this is all accurate, yada, yada. Well, that's, uh, that's not the case because the prior servicers and the prior servicer before that, they're all using MSP. Right? So they're all going to this data. Now, uh, what's, what's really interesting is that back in late 19, not too long ago, uh, Black Knight was actually sued by Penny Mac Loan Services. It was, it's a pretty big antitrust suit that I think is still, I know it's one of the mediation uh, last summer, so I'm not sure what the outcome, I didn't check the docket. But anyway, it's an interesting case where it was filed in uh, California, uh, in the uh, Central District, Penny Mac goes into really interesting details about Black Knight's monopoly on the market and the data. And they basically accuse Black Knight's uh, systems of being very uh, primitive, um, not being very reliable, and yet uh, they basically strong arm uh, the vast majority of all services out there to, uh, to utilize their, their product and their system and their data. Okay, So it's kind of an interesting read to to look into um, what one servicer is accusing Black Knight of, of doing. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting there. But um, going into the lockbox you, you mentioned, all right, so when you're yeah. going after in discovery and you're always saying, show me the payment history, for example, on this loan, uh, one of the great parts of the testimony that we uh, have in this deposition is that the witness goes into good great detail to talk about the lockbox payment processing and how that works and essentially the payments when they hit that p.o box they they bounce and ricochet off into uh, third parties that are hidden and undisclosed who process those payments into bank accounts and data is then uh, regurgitated from that transaction and sent into the msp system so it's black knight system of which uh, it's then um, uh, processed and put into its proper categories or whatever, whereby then SPS, for example, the servicer would go in and then try to access that payment information as though it's their own record, like we processed the payment and here it is. But really at the end of the day, uh, and what a Nation Star witness just recently said in a deposition is, look, all we really all you should care about homeowner is uh don't worry about our ability to corroborate or verify any of this. you just need to make your payments according to the amortization schedule and that's really all they're really having access to is looking is is have payments come in yes or no, and have they been put towards an amortization schedule not a not towards an account uh, as a receivable on the debt or whatnot, because that's all kept, you know, separate, but it's just simply, uh, has, has a payment been recorded against an, uh, this amortization schedule, all right? So, uh, there's a, there's, at the end of the day, this, this information, when they attest to it as a business record, it's not their business record. It's just, it's simply all third party information that's, uh, passed around with a a press of a button, and the same applies to the original notes, okay? The uh, data and the tracking of the imaged copies of the notes are tracked in MSP, and when something goes into default or they want to fire up a foreclosure action uh, and the law firm needs to request a copy of the original note or the original note, buttons are just simply pressed and more third-party data providers who are uh, tasked with managing and tracking it, it within the system simply press a button and as one Nation Star witness just admit, said the other day, kind of made some full pause and said, I verified it's the original note based on the imaged blue ink scanner copy or whatever that we sent to the law firm. So uh, lots of um, Subtle admissions, faux pause, all these things, but it 's all coming very becoming very clear that these parties that um, when they bring in the so called robo witness uh, and that 's really all they are and attesting to this stuff it 's not on personal knowledge and it 's not even data coming from uh, the servicers um, and and so what 's also very interesting is. If you go to Black Knight's uh, website, even um, they make some kind of interesting FAQ answers uh, that kind of explain some of this as well. And uh, one of, one paragraph on an FAQ comes back, and I just have to, this is one paragraph. I just have to read this verbatim. per Black Knight. Most of the available read-only MSP web services return data that relates to a single category of information such as borrower, loan balance, escrow, default, payments, or mortgage transaction history. Depending on the borrower's particular inquiry, specific loan, payment, or history information packaged as a callable MSP web service can be delivered to your IBR. Basically, they're saying... Uh, when your customer is inquiring about specifics about their loan the payment history you know you maybe you sent the qwr or whatever the servicer should have that information but they don't they essentially go to MSB and seek it from the third party who gives it to them and and so you have this um, uh, you know again another buffer uh, level of where the information is coming from to even respond to to Bauer's um, request for this information. So it's really um, it's pretty it's it's really crystal clear. And and how to attack this now, um, and going in and, and there's specific questions to ask about MSP. I think one they're they're a main target here because they all use it. And I think there's a very easy argument to be made. Um, If you attack this properly in discovery and you depose the, the service or witnesses, um, to, to get the same type of information and to drill down to the fact that, look, at the end of the day, you don't know and you can't personally attest to the accounting, the processing of the payments, the verified accounting, who put this information in the system, in MSP system, before you went and got this information. Um, there's, there's so many layers here to, um, to, to attack on the, on the hearsay level. So uh, that's really it in a nutshell today is to say, listen, um, the servicers are admitting that um, they're relying upon third-party information for their data, and that third-party information is all being held and controlled by Black Knight.
1: Charles? Um, I think that's a really good uh, synopsis of the whole kind of scenario situation here. And uh, in terms of the discovery process, you know, where this will typically go is that you'll be promulgating discovery, whether it's a judicial or a non-judicial foreclosure lawsuit, uh, ideally sooner rather than later, though sometimes it'll be later. You know, there's the, when it comes to litigation strategy, there are a number of kind of chicken and egg scenarios that you have to navigate. One of them is the timing of discovery in a nonjudicial foreclosure lawsuit, let's say in California, but really any non-jud- nonjudicial foreclosure state, what you're dealing with there is a demurrer on the other side. Now, some states will call that a motion to dismiss. Federal court always calls it a motion to dismiss. The, the, the upshot is that that motion, whether it's called demure, as it's here in California or a motion to dismiss, that's a motion saying you have no legal case, you can't go forward even if your facts line up, even if we accept your facts. It's true. So it can preserve resources and it can keep your powder dry, to use that analogy, Uh, so that you can fight the uh, long battles to come if you do get past the motion to dismiss. Now, you know, if you were to do a discovery earlier to try to expose, you know, what we're generally talking about right now, which is that Black Knight is in control of this whole process through the NPS servicing platform, And all the accounting, all the money movement, it's all through them. And that's why these servicers, whether they're more local and typically they are, typically they're national. Still, they're obviously local to each individual borrower, uh, wherever they're located, out of state or otherwise. And that's where the borrower is sending their payments. So it's really striking how the payment history of an individual loan in these securitized trusts, I mean, there are often thousands of other loans. It's not at all uh, misplaced to speculate that you could simply have the Raleigh County history. I mean, as you, Bill, were saying, uh, essentially these are associated with an amortization schedule you know that in and of itself certainly uh, in a perfect world it would be the amortization schedule that's directly tied to your loan but what if it isn't and what if your what if your payments aren't being credited properly and what if some of your payments are going into a suspense account for some reason that you may or may not be familiar with or you may or may not have heard of that as you the borrower with a specific debt and a specific loan and well yeah
2: uh, I mean Charles if you read that uh, deposition transcript that I sent over uh, prior to the show today there's a lot of discussion about yeah yeah and she and and the witness can't can't explain um, a lot of those accounting issues and those discrepancies in the payments and then and one of the key ones is the question was asked about a prior servicer being Option One Mortgage back in you know the late 2000s, and uh, for a period of time, and she couldn't she couldn't answer um, about any of those records uh, or their practices or how they were stored or any of the payment history going through Option One. Uh, so. Um, when you really know how, where to go and dig and how to ask the right questions, um, and I think the, the attorney did a wonderful job on the deposition of drilling down on some of these issues, I think you're, you're really going to find out crystal clear that um, these, these witnesses have no knowledge of anything, and, and they can't explain where the information came from, other than they retrieved it from MSP, but, uh, but from there, no one knows who put it into MSB.
1: And I think one way to look at it is it's almost possibly uh not necessarily a miracle but it's 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 not at all a given that your actual payments are being properly accounted for exactly. because the system clearly is is so gauzy and and so uh So much, just an amalgamation of all these thousands of loans, tens of thousands and and beyond when you add it all up. It's easy to see how a mistake can be made in in the accounting. That's all the time we have for today, Bill. We will certainly be addressing this uh, topic in the future. And uh, meanwhile, Neil will be back, of course, next week, and uh, Bill and I will be back as well.
0: Thanks, Charles. You too. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed on the Neil Garfield Show are those of its hosts and should not be ascribed to any other persons or entities. For more information about Neil, the blog, or upcoming seminars, please visit livinglies.me. Give us a call at 954-451-1230 or send an email to neilfgarfield at hotmail.com. Thank you. For listening to The Neil Garfield Show, if the information has helped you, consider making a donation by visiting livinglies.me.